you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A new episode of Tape Heads, Bob Oshusen, longtime radio voice of the New York Jets, college football, certainly on ESPN. Scott Pioli, longtime NFL general manager. Dan Orlovsky, longtime NFL quarterback. My partner with college football, you certainly see him all the time at the touchscreen on all of our NFL shows, NFL Live on ESPN. No one does it better. This is Tape Heads. We try and crawl inside the matchups and get past the headlines to the real meat of what now is the postseason, because we have finally arrived, put the regular season in the rearview mirror, and now we've got matchups to talk about. Wild Card Weekend, guys, is here. Two games on Saturday. That's what we're going to touch on in this opening segment. We've got Raiders-Bengals. We've got Patriots-Bills. I guess we could take them in order. But, Scott, I'm not sure if maybe I see a parallel between these two games, because I think the biggest question mark for both the Bengals and the Patriots against these two defenses is going to be, can they protect their respective quarterbacks? Is this Max protect? Is this, we got to keep Mac Jones and Joe Burrow healthy for both of us to have a chance? Because I think when the Bills get it rolling, and certainly the Raiders against the Chargers, the biggest strengths of both of those teams, difference-making strengths, is they can get after the quarterback without having to blitz you. And they can still drop numbers without and and still put the quarterback under duress so when you look at those two matchups maybe start Raiders Bengals is that what you see well with the Raiders Bengals I absolutely see it that way again we talked about it you know earlier in the week that we were gonna the 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 rush of the Raiders and the pressure that they can put on with their four and their rotation and Max Crosby you know is pretty remarkable now I'll talk about this. My greatest fear this season for the Bengals was going to be how can they protect Joe Burrow? What were they going to do? No doubt. Kind of, you know, I went into that. I was concerned when they picked Jamar Chase and didn't do enough or what I thought I wasn't sure that they did enough to improve their offensive line. 
But they did a good job of protecting their quarterback this year. I think it was a combination of the play calling. I think it was a combination of the motions. I think it was a co- another combination of Joe Burrow being thoughtful and knowing t- what he had to do. So uh, it's I, I don't disagree with you, Bob. It, it, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. The Bengals are going to have – and I think what they're going to need, the Bengals are also going to need a little bit more out of Joe Mixon to make sure that they can keep the pressure off. Now, you flip to the to the Patriots-Bills, I think the other factor that's going to be involved here is not only the Bills' rush, you know, what Patriots offensive line and what Patriots protection are we going to see? And what Mac Jones are we going to see? We've got a young quarterback. I understand he has been on the stage of a national championship. He's thoughtful. He's calm. He's smart. But we have seen some issues here at different times this second half of the season, certainly the last Mm. third of the season. Mm. And again, I don't believe in rookie walls at the quarterback position, but something has changed. I think part of it is that there's been so much tape and so much out there that teams are beginning to find the young quarterback's kryptonite because every young quarterback, no matter how good they're going to be, they've got some stuff that can be that can be picked on. And I think the other thing in talking about this Bills-Patriots game that's going to be very interesting is, you know, as soon as game two ended, I was like, this is going to be like the thrill in Manila. I can't wait for game three. Yeah, that was a great game, but I can't wait for game three. Uh, for those listening who don't know what the thrill in Manila, just go look up <laughs> Ali Frazier. Yeah, I'm an old guy. My bald spot's right there with you. Don't worry. <laughs> and but, please watch sports more. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. right. Exactly. But, you know, I look at this game. What's going to be interesting is there's not going to be the first one game was an anomaly, right? They were the circumstances, the environment, the weather were things so out of control. The second game was more normalized, and those both of those teams could do what they normally did. This weekend, it's scheduled to be single digits in Buffalo. There'll be no precipitation, but I want to see what Mac Jones can do in the cold weather because he's going to have to throw the ball. I think he's going to have to throw the ball this weekend. And again, it's the ball feels different. Dan, Dan I'm going to let you follow up and talk about it. Cold weather, ice cold weather, single digit weather, being a quarterback, it, it's different, man. Absolutely, it's different. The ball gets fatter. You know, the ball gets that fatter. to me in the um, cold weather, too. It, yeah, it's just, it's it's harder to throw. Did you, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. <laughs> I like how I, I think I caught that, that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happens to me in the cold weather. Yeah, you weather. sit around, a little comfort food. All-time response. <laughs> Happens to me in we the gotta, warm weather. We got to cut that for social. Um, and the cold weather. So, I think this, like, this is this is my favorite part of the season because, you know, candidly, there's not 16 games to watch every week. And you can really dive into stuff as a tape nerd like myself. I I think, so I'm just going to go straight into keys for these games, right? I think these are huge keys for both teams. I I think in New England, Buffalo, number one, how does Buffalo stop the run game with the fullback on the field? I think that's a very real thing. Um, Jakob Johnson and the use that New England does with him is very different than probably anybody that Buffalo plays outside of the New England Patriots. How does Buffalo really at the second and third levels, linebackers and secondary guys that are filling, handle the run game with a fullback? It's The fits are different. What shoulder you hit it on? How do you spill stuff? All that. I think that's a huge key to this game. Now, in relation to Mac Jones, I'm not overly concerned with the rookie wall, and I'm not overly concerned with the arm strength. What I am not liking, I guess, is 
I don't think he has seen the field well post-snap in the last month or so. Like, the interception that he throws against Miami, the pick six is like, what? But I I don't know if I've ever seen you do that. I don't care if it's at Alabama. I've never seen you do that. It's not good coverage disguise. It is blatant. Hey, we're running cover two, Mac. And he just throws it right to the corner. And then there's a deep cross that he's throwing out of 21 personnel where he's in the gun and they bring a motion behind him and he flash fakes it to the back and the motion goes to his left and Jacoby's in the slot and he's running a deep cross versus man and the tight end backside blocks. And that allows the corner to fluff off backside. And he throws the deep cross and the corner's right there and it's almost picked off again. He never once peeks to the corner. One of the first things you get taught throwing a deep cross from one side of the field to the other in man coverage is when you have a blocking tight end backside, you got to find that backside corner because he can only do one of two things. He either trigger blitzes or he hangs back. And I don't like that out of Mac right there. So that's my thing. Um, I'd say this also, how many times Buffalo on third and short goes, we're going to play coverage and not to try to stop the run because that's what Miami did a little bit as well in this past game. And I think that'll be a change-up that Leslie Frazier, that's going to be a really interesting cat-and-mouse game to me, guys, between Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for Buffalo, and Josh McDaniels, the offense coordinator for New England, is, uh, you know, who, who kind of wins the, I guess, the educated, anticipated guess in those situations. Third and five, third and four. You, you know, you drop eight. Miami dropped eight a couple times, and that those underneath throws weren't there. Um, so I want to see if they pop some runs on third and short. So that's like the keys to me in that football game. Josh is going to be fine. Josh can throw, throw the football through a hurricane. You know, it's his, his arm is absolutely out of this world. Um, and then I think, I think it'll be a fourth quarter game. And I do think it'll come down to when Josh makes some of those outstanding creative plays, do they go his way? You know, do they go his way? Because I've seen it happen sometimes that it doesn't. And then for the Cincinnati game, I think you guys hit it. You know, if Cincinnati can block that front four, night-night. If Cincinnati can't, they can, they can go home. They, they, they can lose week one at home, excuse me. So I, I think that game simply comes down to that. Like, if you look at a lot of the analytics, real quick, Scott, if you look at a lot of the analytics, a lot of the analytics or the graphs they'll put up in terms of win percentage, pass protection-wise, the Bengals are to the point of concern that we had at the start of the season at the bottom of a lot of those metrics. Like, the, the statistics say they are not – a real good pass-protecting team. And yet, Scott, they have still, with this quarterback, kept him healthy, and this group of receivers, probably the best in the NFL. So when you look at against a real good pass rush, is this a max-protect week? Like, are we just going to keep a lot of people in and figure we've got T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Boyd? Those guys can go win even against double teams if I have to keep extra people in to protect Joe Burrow. But part of their success has been when they haven't kept um, people in. You know, when they've used yep. Joe Mixon in the passing game, when they've used the tight ends in the passing game. And, uh, but I think that's the key is mixing it up, that they don't allow them to load up and know what every what plays are going to be the passing plays. And that was part of the problem. I think that's why Joe Burrow got hurt last year. There wasn't enough disguise in their play calling and what they were doing to keep teams off balance. And I think the other thing about short and sideways throws, and you guys have heard over the year how much I love it. The other thing about short and sideways throws is it gets the defense running. It gets them running laterally. It gets them chasing. What it does then is it tires the defense. It makes the, you know, the other shots that you want to take 
a little bit more, um, you know, a li- you can be a little bit more productive. So getting the defense on the run laterally, um, again, which is, uh, I'll digress here, but which is what Alabama did in the first game in the SEC championship game against Georgia that they couldn't do was get the defense tired. But I think that that's a big part of what the Bengals are going to have to do. Dan, I want to follow up on the one thing that you said. Bum me out, man, because you are right on it. One of the things I was holding off to tweet at the end of this week was in the Bills-Patriots game. In that first game, the biggest difference, and we, I think we talked about it at the time, was Jakob Johnson and the use yep. of the fullback. And to me, I think that the Patriots recognize that, and I'm expecting to see the use of the fullback big time this week as well. Well, guys, wild card Saturday will be fascinating. Obviously, Raiders, Bengals, Patriots, Bills, we talked about that. But wild card Sunday, we've got a triple header. Eagles, Bucks, Niners, Cowboys, Steelers, Chiefs. We're going to get into all three of those games when we come back on Tape Eds. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't know what you think, and this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Wild Card Weekend has arrived. Bob Oshusen, Scott Pioli, Dan Orlovsky. We are the Tapeheads. We talked about Saturday. Let's get to Sunday. And, guys, we talked about this on Tuesday as well. Different teams take different tacks, different strategies when they look at how they want to maybe rest their players that last weekend of the regular season. And we saw that with the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Eagles sat close to 20 guys. The Cowboys, obviously, they were... Looking at it differently, and Dak Prescott threw five touchdown passes. So, Eagles-Bucks, 
Let's start with that one as the jumping off point. Jalen Hurts, the fact that that team can run the football, they have an identity. The Bucs, of course, losing Antonio Brown, really banged up at some of the skill position spots. Scott, how different is this Bucs team than maybe you envisioned they would be? And do the Eagles actually have that identity, that physicality, that firepower to maybe pull off an upset here? Yeah, just real quick. One thing I want to address is a great point you bring up to open this, yep. Bob, is the idea of to rest or not to rest. And again, to me, I think I've said this before. I don't. Too often we get into this idea that there's this blanket statement and fix all blueprint, quote unquote, which is one of the reasons you know guys know I hate the word blueprint of the way to do things. Different teams are in different situations, different circumstances. And that's where the head coach needs to have a feel for their team. I think each one of those teams did the right thing because they know their team and their circumstance better. Now, talking Eagles Bucks, the uh, you know, the Bucks to me that this this season hasn't gone as I think a lot of people planned for the simple reason we talked about this week one guys was how healthy are the Bucks going to be and are they going to remain healthy and who is going to remain healthy they had an older roster a lot of the players that they brought back everyone thought because they were bringing back the band that everything was going to be fine and they brought back the band but that band was a was a year older you know they so the the Bucks have had a number of issues and things that they've had to overcome. Offensively, I'll say this. I don't know if I've ever seen a player do a better job of adjusting to circumstances and lost players than Tom Brady. And he has done that. He's so good. (laughs) You know what it is, Dan? Part of, I mean, there's a million things, but one of the things that I do know is how much he pays attention, not just to starters, but to other players. Tom Brady, you talk about player development. Tom Brady has probably developed as many players as any quarterback in the league. Mm. I also think Drew Brees has done that, I think, or did that. I think Peyton Manning does. To me, that's part of what the elite level quarterbacks also do that no one ever talks about. It's how they develop the backup receivers, the backup backs. They spend time with those people, not just to cultivate relationships, but to make sure they're, they were smart enough and Brady is smart enough to know that at some point in time this roster is going to change and I can't be bad at a guy if he has to come into a game and he doesn't know what to do if I didn't spend extra time with him either pre-practice, post-practice, or in a meeting to help him develop. Now, to me, the Bucks have had some of that adversity. The season hasn't gone particularly as planned, but you know what? It's wild card Sunday and here we go and we're in it. So, you know, what do they have to – you have to win three more. Yeah, so in relation to this game, um, I, I think, again, I'm, I'm going to dive into what I think is important for each team. So Philadelphia, uh, we know they're a run-based football team, right? That's who they are. And everyone – you'll hear everyone this week saying you cannot run on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I kind of give credence to that for the most part. But um, I don't think that's true given where they are health-wise. We don't know if JPP and Shaq Barrett are going to play in this football game. That's enormous. We don't know if Levante David is going to play in this football game. That is enormous. But there's also something on tape that I kind of have started to pay attention to over the last three or four weeks. And I think it's something that is huge for Philadelphia. So when I played in Indy, when I played in Houston, obviously division rivals with Indy, and I was with Gary Kubiak, We used to have a plan, specifically even more so when we were on the road, that 
we were going to kind of call our game as a traditional game. And then when Freeney and Mathis were not in the football game, we were going to call pass plays, stay on the field, not sub and go no huddle. Because we felt that was the best opportunity. Now, this is a Coob's idea, so I don't want to imply that it was mine. But that was the best opportunity for us to have success moving the football. When those cats were not on the field, we're throwing the ball. And we're staying on the field, and we're not subbing out so those guys could. If you watch this team defensively the past couple weeks get run on, more often than not, it is when Vita Vea is not on the field. When they are giving Vita Vea a blow here or there. And if I was the Philadelphia Eagles... The very first moment that Vita Vea is not on the football field, I am running the football to the edge of that defense. He does such an incredible job of penetration and push and allowing the edge to be a little bit wider because he's so good. Not only am I doing that, we are not subbing. We are playing on fire tempo football, almost collegiately stuff, because I think that is the best chance for Philadelphia to have some drives that really crease this defense. Again, we've got to see what the health of that unit. But I think when Vitave is not on the field, they got to live in that world. You know, there's so much change in Tampa's offense. I think there's two people and two formations that have become incredibly reliable for them. And Scott, you're going to know one of them very well. When they put Gronk outside by himself and move Mike Evans to number three at the the receiver position, so opposite the ball of where Gronk is, inside receiver, it becomes very simplistic football for this offense. If they're going to play Gronk one-on-one, we're going to work that one-on-one. If you guys are going to play some shell, Tom Brady's going to work in the middle of the field high-low, 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 and he's going to try to get completions to one of his superstars. They're living in that trips world. Or they'll flip that formation, essentially. They'll put Mike as the solo receiver, backside and they'll put that trips to the field and Gronk is the number three guy now their goal is again you want to play Mike one-on-one we're going to take Mike one-on-one and if you want to play some form of two high safety shell defense then Gronk we they really want to give Gronk freedom in the middle of the field it's very much so Gronk I don't want to say it's lazily get open, but Gronk, get open. Like, you can go be creative. You can, you can run 10 yards up and sit. You can run 10 yards up and run a basic, an in route. You can run down the middle. Of the, you know, so I, I think that has become such a trusted formation for this unit, 20 to 20, 20-yard 20 line to 20-yard line. I think if Philadelphia wants any chance to kind of stymie this offense a little bit, they got to do a great job defending that. Let's push to Niners-Cowboys. And Steelers-Chiefs, we're actually going to save that for the last segment because then we'll have two games to talk about in the last segment as well. So let's talk Niners-Cowboys here. We've got Dak coming off of a five-touchdown performance, granted in a game where the Eagles, you know, I guess decided to play conservatively with their roster and get ready for the Bucks game. The Niners, they can be physical. They have to be able to run the football. This Cowboy defense has been on a bit of a roller coaster that identity of the Niners on the road, physicality, can they go in and get this done? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a scary matchup for the Cowboys. I will preface that by saying I think it's a scary matchup for anybody in the NFC. Um, <laughs> I think a huge key for this football game is San Francisco offensively. Kyle does a remarkable job of two things. Who's your best player and how can I minimize his impact? 
It, that, and, and we know for Dallas, it's Micah Parsons. How can I minimize Micah Parsons? He is going to give that young man, who's an incredible player, so much to look at, so much to pay attention to. And he's going to do everything he can to get him away from the football, or he's going to treat him as an unblocked guy. They're not going to block him, and they're going to read him a ton. I really think that that's how Kyle will handle him. And then who's your worst player? And he's going to get a lot of action. And that's Kyle's kind of philosophy. And I think that bodes well for San Francisco's offense. And then I think their offense is such a one that builds explosive plays. I mean, this is one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL in any facet, run and pass game. You know who's the worst defense in the NFL playoffs when it comes to giving up explosive plays? Dallas Cowboys. Yep. And so I, I think that is really, it's almost like the, the Bengal Raiders game. I think it comes down to that. You know, if if the, the, the 49ers are going to continue to create these explosive plays and the Dallas Cowboys aren't going to minimize them, and if they don't create probably two-plus turnovers, yeah, I think this is a scary matchup for Dallas. Yeah, I, I agree absolutely. And it's interesting. The, the head coach of the 49ers knows the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys really well. I was with those guys when we went to the Super Bowl, went to the Super Bowl in 2016, and they know one another well. No, they actually know one another really well in how they're going to do things. And to watch what Kyle Shanahan and Bobby Turner and Mike McDaniel have done this year with their offense. And, you know, I saw this this number the other day. I'm not going to pretend like I, fa- you know, uh, found this or thought this up. But I saw that the San Francisco 49ers, 28% of their runs are to non-running backs and non-quarterbacks, which is the highest in the league. The emergence of Debo Samuel and how they're using him in so many different ways in the running game, in motion, to get him all over the field, to create problems, not just mismatch problems, but to get the defense confused has been remarkable. And Kyle, you know, everyone talks about that season in 2016 and talks about Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and and Muhammad Sanu and all the passing. But what we had going on was a running game, just like Kyle's dad, Mike Shanahan, always had going on. And again, we I've talked about Bobby Turner, the running backs coach, who really does a lot of the design and the precision and the detail of the running game, which feeds into their play action pass. You know, to watch this team evolve this year with all the injuries that they've had at the running back position to me has been one of the most remarkable things all season. Now, mm-hmm. flip side, the Cowboys defense, this is going to be really interesting because you're right. And I did know that stat wasn't gonna wasn't gonna be that guy who looked it up, you know, and and gave the answer about the big plays because that has been a situation historically with this type of defense. It was it happened in Seattle. It happened with, you know, down in Jacksonville. And in terms of this defense giving up big plays, and it's not just the Cowboys' defense. It's the play call. It's the scheme. But to me, this is going to be an incredible matchup to see how these two coaches work against each other. I hate talking about it, you know, in saying Dan Quinn versus Kyle Shanahan because Mike McCarthy is the head coach. But this particular matchup is really going to be important between Kyle Shanahan and with Dan Quinn. Yeah, a couple of games that could go either way. Certainly Niners-Cowboys. Eagles-Bucks interesting as well. We talked about those two games. We still have the two primetime games to talk about. Steelers-Chiefs. Cardinals Rams the Monday night wild card matchup we'll talk about both of those when we come back on tape you go into your shower feeling tired 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We are back on tape heads. Bob Oshusen, Dan Orlovsky, Scott Pioli. A couple of more wild card matchups to talk about, the primetime games. And, guys, I'm not sure. We'll get to Cardinals-Rams. Let's save that. That's kind of the dessert or, you know, or the main course of this segment. The appetizer is probably Steelers-Chiefs because with all due respect to the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger being a great story, these two teams met a couple of weeks ago, and it was non-competitive. I mean, it was, what, 36-13 or 36-10. It felt like it was 100 to nothing. I think it was 30 to nothing in the, in the third quarter. So I don't know how much of a chance anyone is going to give the Steelers in this game. But, Dan, I think at least in terms of the long-range prognostication for the Chiefs, you brought up the word patience with their offense. As we go through the playoffs, are they going to have the patience to be simple at times and not be looking for chunk plays and the highlight plays, but can Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid just keep it simple and thereby be effective and win? I mean, simple could get them a championship. Who knows? I thought this past weekend – they looked like they heard you. Like, they looked like they took your advice. It seemed like they executed their game plan this past weekend in that vein. Are they going to have to play that way all the way through the postseason? Uh, yes. I, I, I would imagine defenses are going to play them in that capacity. The challenge is this, Bob. It's twofold for me, like, philo- philosophically for the Chiefs. And it's hard, man. It's hard. You not only have to do that over the course of the playoffs, your mindset has to be, we got to do it over the course of this drive. And then we got to do it over the course of the next drive. And then we got to do it over the course of the next drive while trying to be explosive. Like you're trying to be explosive on offensively. You just don't know when a team is going to give you that opportunity. And the reality is, is when you are forced to play in that style, one, again, it tests your patience to do it over and over again. And then more than likely, you're going to be in some fourth quarter football games. You're not going to blow people out that, you know, being forced to play that way. And so are they capable and okay with being in that world? Now, I think they are. And I trust Patrick to be huge in those fourth quarters, but to do it drive after drive for a game and then to win it. And then you got to do it again next week and to win it. And then you got to do it again the next week. And to win it, you know, that's the challenge is having that 
it, it's a very, it's a very disciplined mindset. And I think, it, I, I, you know, like going and watching or anticipating this matchup, I think we're all going to talk about how Pittsburgh's going to do with their coverage versus Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes' pass game. And uh, I actually think it's going to be about the interior of Kansas City's offensive line running the football at Pittsburgh. I really do. Like if I was Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and you guys want to play those two high shells and you're not going to allow us to be explosive. And I know TJ Watt is there and I know that you think TJ Watt can run the football game. I'm going to the interior of my offensive line and saying, hey, we're going to pound the football. And that's a good group, by the way, for Kansas City. And I think Pittsburgh is vulnerable on the inside of their defense. We're going to pound the football at them. And we're not going to allow them to try and try and beat us in that capacity. We're going to force them out of that too high shell. I think that's a huge key for Kansas City. You know, it's interesting, Dan, because when I look at the flip side of this, and if Pittsburgh is going to have any chance, which I'm not sure they will or they won't, but if they're going to have any chance, this game is going to have to be about Najee Harris. Pittsburgh, you know, again, I look at these games and you see the difference in the teams and how I understand that Kansas City hasn't been the Chiefs we expected um, or that they've been the last couple of years. Um, and they're still pretty darn good and they're still pretty darn capable of doing all that. Um, and to me, what Pittsburgh needs to do is try to keep the Chiefs offense off the field for as much as possible. They need to get the ball in the hands of Najee Harris because what we've seen also with uh, ben roethlisberger at this point in time he can't push the ball down the field consistently like like he has in the past he just doesn't throw with as much zip he doesn't throw with as much accuracy does he have some good throws and every once in a while I say ah oh, there's ben you know you see that but it's just not from a consistent standpoint again if pittsburgh is going to have any chance they need to when they're on offense their best defense is going to be their offense and the running game and the final game monday night cardinals rams Two quarterbacks that at different points of this season we talked about being MVP guys because they both had moments this season where they looked like the best quarterback in the NFL, maybe not named Aaron Rodgers. And the Cardinals have had to become a different team, right? You lose DeAndre Hopkins, you have to be different offensively. The Rams have had to, at times, reinvent themselves offensively, lose a Robert Woods, bring in Odell Beckham. So how about where these two offenses are going, Dan, into Monday night? I think for the the Rams offensively, two things. Um, 12 personnel. They, they got to be in that 12 personnel, one back, two tight end. And if you have watched the Cardinals since J.J. Watt has been out, and if you watch them this weekend against the Seattle Seahawks, when you put those tight ends on the field and you run a zone scheme at them, you got a chance to hit home runs. You know, they just aren't a great fitting run game defensively unit. And I think that's got to be a huge part of Sean McVay's philosophy. I know, I know how fun it is to come out and chuck and duck. I get it. And you believe your quarterback can make any throw and your quarterback believes he can make any throw. That's why two of the best. He can, right? I mean, right. he can make any throw. Absolutely. You think about it. But I think to beat this football team, it's got to be a Sony Michelle and Cam Akers game in those 12 personnel tight end groupings. I really do. And I think it gives the best chance for them to, to physically dominate the football game. And then Matthew, so you're going to get, what you're going to get in this game is, you know, some of that. And Matthew's going to get a lot of exotic pressures. If I had a concern in this game for the Rams, it's their offensive line protecting. He's going to get a lot of exotic blitzes. There's two philosophies for this. One, I got to protect it. I don't want your, your blitz to hit home. Or two, I'm going to try and gut you on it. 
You know, there's when you're playing these exotic pressures and these overload pressures, if you pick it up and you know it's coming, there's vacancies. And, and Bob, you know this from the Rex Ryan days. You know, Rex used to do that and used to always say, well, we got to try to protect it or gut it. And if you roll the dice two or three times and you think you can gut it, then that scares them and that hurts defensively. And I think the Rams are going to have to do that to win this game. I would say this, like if, if they're, if the Rams defensively are shutting down Arizona's deep, like three level crossing game, you know, one side of the field to the other type of thing, three level crosser and the Rams defensively are very good at that. I think Arizona struggles offensively. It's just such a big part of their offense. Um, James Conner, what's his health? I, I think is a huge story as well. If they get into a passing game that their offensive line cannot block the Rams defensive front. No way. No way. Hey, I, I, you know, in what has been as much of a Jekyll and Hyde season as I can remember in in years or if ever. I, again, I'm not always big on that if ever statement or, or most of all time. These are two of the most Jekyll and Hyde teams of this season. You don't know what you're going to get, uh, particularly with the Rams earlier in the season. Then they got on a roll. And I got to tell you, going into this last week, I was cert- this past weekend, I was certain the Rams were going to win. And they didn't. And and I don't get it. Uh, I mean, I get it because I of get who, it. who the not. I don't get I'm it. I'm with you, man. <laughs> and 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 but then as soon as I say that, you know, I, I pull myself up and say, wait, but the Niners, they 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 had it going on last weekend. So, but both of these teams, for different reasons, have been Jekyll and Hyde. You know, Matthew Stafford, who I still think is is without a doubt one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, he's been a little bit, he's just done a couple of things that I would have never expected. And I've wondered what the reason is um, and the circumstance. Sure. But as I look at this game and I look at this matchup, I, I just don't, I don't see the Rams not, you know, not doing all the things that Cam Akers being back is going to be a huge help. Totally. If they use the running game to beat up on the Cardinals up front a little bit and then selectively use Matthew to get down the field. I, you know, I think that the this is a time now that Cam Akers is back that they can start reestablishing or establishing what they wanted their identity to mm-hmm. be offensively. Well, can't wait for Wild Card Weekend. It finally has arrived. We will be back next week, and we'll have Packers-Titans opponents to talk about because the one seeds, they get to sit and watch this weekend, but... Teams will advance. We'll have a Packers matchup and a Titans matchup. They'll get their postseasons underway. Please hit us up on social media, and we hope to have you back Tuesday as we recap the Wild Card Weekend. Look ahead to the divisional round. That'll be when our next episode drops of Tapeheads. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.